Well, hi there! You're listening to That 90s Spider-Man Show, where we go through Spider-Man the Animated Series episode by episode. If you're listening to this, you've just selected the end of Season 2, the Season 2 review, where we'll be reviewing Season 2. My name is Henry, I'm one of your hosts this evening, and alongside me, as always, is my trusty co-host, Jack! Hi, and I'm here, I guess, to not repeat Henry, what Henry said, which is telling you the name of the podcast and the name of the episode you clicked on, just to remind you, in case you clicked on both of those things accidentally and then didn't look at your phone again. And that's okay, we accept you for your clumsiness. But yeah, so if you've been like listening along, you'll notice that we've finished season two of Spider-Man the Amazing Series. The Neogenic Nightmare is finally over. We've woken up in a cold sweat and um, we're on to season three where we'll find out what happened to Mary Jane eventually. As like a way of kind of kicking us off here, um, I'm kind of devastated that you didn't go to the bathroom and I couldn't like start recording while we were in the toilet again. You don't remember that, do you? No. Moving on. But, um... <laughs> Before we, we jump into the actual thing we're here for, I have one addendum for a couple of episodes back. Uh, when we were talking about the vulture yep. stealing the youth. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't actually listened to any episodes, this would be a good insight into the kind of stupid shenanigans that happen in the comic origin segments. Yep. Uh, but as Henry put it, robot love cured cancer when uh, the vulture drained the life force of the robot doppelganger of Peter Parker's mum. If that made any sense to you, then you might be a comic book writer. <laughs> I, I was doing my like blog writing for the blog for that episode, so I had to look through the, some of those issues again, and I found, and I was looking through it for, for any kind of dialogue that explained it. And the chameleon, when he recruits Vulture, oh, he says that he's been working on synthesizing life energy, and then says to Vulture, who's just drained Peter Parker and then become old again after a few hours, and is angry about that, he says... Rejuvenated technology is an artificial process, so might it not work more efficiently by draining artificial life? And that's the explanation we got. So just to be clear for any nerds out there, there was an explanation. The explanation was just stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, robot love. I'm choosing to believe robot love. To me, that sounds much more, like, wholesome and pure than just, like, life force is better. Oh, and also... To, to address the actual cancer. Is it like a robot master race kind of thing? There's only two actual points where they mention that he doesn't have cancer. And I I looked through a lot to find anything because he doesn't say, yay, I have no cancer now. <coughs> but he does say, I have cancer a lot. It's like a character <laughs> trait that he has now, like Walter White. When he first drained Spider-Man, he's like, oh, great. Now I'm young again and I'm cancer free. And then he reverts and presumably gets the cancer again. And then after that, there's a point when in this one issue, which is like partially narrated by the owl. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, the owl refers to him as like being someone who restored their youth and rid themselves of cancer. I just had to be clear on that because I was, I was like, I think he got rid of the cancer, but I could only find just Wikipedia being like, oh, the robot life energy cured cancer. And I guess it did. Yeah. But enough talking about like a season that's gone by. That's in the history books now. We're going to talk about what's going on now, as in now, as in like the end of season two, which occurred back in 1996. This is very confusing, and that's just about right. What was your overall kind of feeling on season two? It was a weird one, because I think it started really strong, 
and then it dipped majorly and then it kind of climbed back up at the end mm-hmm. but didn't reach the same highs so in a way part of me kind of wants to be a bit like down on the season but then when i actually look back over the episodes i'm like there's quite a lot of ones that i remember liking quite a bit yeah i'm kind of in the similar boat i think unfortunately you can kind of split this po- um, episode season rather into like episodes before morbius and after morbius and yeah. during morbius yeah which is weird because it's all meant to be you know 14 parts of this one nightmare yeah but when you think about it you're like oh yeah the x-men episodes were a part of this and it's like yeah i guess because it involved like mutation and spider-man was at the time pissed because his sides were hurting yeah but like they didn't really have that much to do with it and i think back on those episodes fondly and I obviously the the Sinister Six stuff is that, and technically that's part of the Neogenic Nightmare. Yeah, God knows how, but then some of those threads came back because you got some people <laughs> like Scorpion and Silvermane came back, I guess. Season two review. Some of the plot lines came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I guess like the the way I would phrase the thing I would name this season would be is the loser season. Oh yeah, that's that a big loser season, and not just and not not because it's like that the season is a loser, but because it's a season full of losers. Also full of old people. Yeah, old and bold and white. Yeah, just like a ton of just... Just old. like I like my coffee. Does that make sense? <laughs> do you like your coffee bold? Yeah. And I guess I, I guess I do, because I don't like my coffee with hair in it. That's true. Yeah. I, unlike me, who likes his coffee like for like a full mullet. Yeah, it's not true, though, because I don't like my, my coffee white. Or old. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. I like my coffee like a a, a bold black baby, I guess. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'll drink that baby. Yeah. That's how you kind of order at Starbucks back before you were banned from it. Yeah. Should have put Blade in the tablet of time. <laughs> no, that's the, like, the epitome of ice getting uphill, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so it's a loser season. and oh, absolutely. Um, Honestly, like, I think we kind of covered a lot of it in terms of, like, where it started to go downhill. The problem with the Morbius stuff, I think, is that there were good stuff around it and even during it. And I think that first Morbius episode isn't the worst episode of the season. Yeah. There's something about the recurrence of Morbius and where that plotline goes in those episodes. As it goes on, it becomes more and more tiring. It becomes excruciating. And then by the time you get to the immortal vampire... It's kind of like, I'm only awake because there's suddenly a giant bat. Yeah. Until that point, it's just, it's, it, I guess it's hard to like take them as standalone episodes because, you know, you're we're, we're still playing Catch yeah. the Pigeon with this fucking vampire. Yeah. Catch the vampire. Catch and the Spider-Man's vampire. still starting every episode going like, oh man, I sure do have kidney stones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I probably am right there with you in that, like the first all second Mobius episode was fine <sighs> for like someone to dominate like half the season he was like surprisingly boring mm, yeah it would have been nice if there was some crossover in the sense that you got like like there was two blade episodes yeah and there was two punisher episodes and they would cross over with other characters and maybe if Morbius was in two of those you know then it would have been okay the fucking show forgets about him for an episode. 
Which one's that? Manswired one. They're like, yeah, yeah. I guess they had bigger. bigger they're like, yeah, problems. like let's put, put this like overarching like villain to the story aside, so Peter can mutate and then mutate back. It's just uh, like, why? That's the major problem with it. It feels like very petty to like talk down on the season because of that one thing, but it did have a huge effect. Yeah. Do you have any like major thoughts on the season? Like before we jump into like what our favorite episodes were. I'd say, like, when we started this season, there was kind of, like, a thought on my side that, like, hey, these um, overarching plot lines are something I really, really enjoy. And coming out of this season, I still kind of believe that, but I don't think that this season did it particularly well. Yeah, and I, I think it did tie things up in a nice way by the end. Yeah. Which we sort of discussed last episode, but yeah. it did kind of fall apart a bit, and it did make me think... Why did they bother making the whole season of that when they could have made like half the season that or something yeah. like that? It basically felt like that a lot of the time. And you feel like if you reshuffled it a bit, then this actually did convince me that they shouldn't do this as much. And I know they do it in the future. What I'm hoping, and I haven't looked ahead at episode titles to remind myself, but I'm hoping that they're not full season. Mm. I'm hope I'm fine with like a but two parters three parts, even like a five part. Because you think like the thing I do miss from season one, I guess, is like these standalone things like the Doctor Octopus episode, the Mysterio episode, these ones that came in with a character and a plot and they got to be more structurally like on their own. You know? I do love the cliffhangers and the ongoing stuff too, but I feel like it can't be the only thing. I think with the the mutation stuff, there shouldn't be mutation shit beyond Manspider. Like, they have the whole, like, escalation and growth of this threat to Spider-Man. And then they kind of bring it to its natural conclusion. They go, okay, here's who he's going to turn into. And then we cure it. And the next episode, it's like, oh, he's not actually cured. I agree. But then it pays off with the Vulture Man-Spider thing, which was a great moment, I think. Yeah. So it's almost worth it for that. But it is kind of a bum when you get to that next episode. And then he's still doing the test and they're back to square one. Because uh, it, it starts to feel a bit repetitive. Yeah. Um, like, the order of these episodes isn't right. That's my kind of, like, mm. my main criticism. Like, if you have... Probably start from episode three or four of the season. So, Hydra Man to, let's say, Man Spider. Mm-hmm. And then sit the Vulture one in after that. Have that as his own separate half a season. Like, it's... Right, yeah. Like... It's a decent enough, like, story arc. It makes sense, like, incoherent. And then you kind of load the back half with the good shit. You know? Like, the tap that time can come in there, and, like, Blade like Blade can come in and do some other bullshit. Yeah. And it feels more like Peter Parker's, like, progressing and stuff. And then you could end with the Insidious 6. I agree, actually, um, mostly with your first and last point, which is that I think Hydra Man works as a good opener. He's yeah. a new villain. And also you're establishing uh, this relationship with Mary Jane early. Yeah. So that by the time it, you get later in the season and it's like her talking about him dodging her, you're like, oh, well, yeah, it's been a while yeah. rather than like it was like an episode ago. What are you on about? And about the Sinister Six being the ending, that does make sense in that, um, yeah, it's a culmination. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of weird for it to be right at the start. I guess they wanted a big bang to like get people watching at the start yeah but yeah it would have been cool for that to be the case you could even have explained it of like he's back to normal and his man spider has been sucked out of him and shot into vulture yeah 
but he's still recovering. And that's why his powers are on the fritz. Yeah. So the season ends with him being like, oh, fuck yeah, my powers are finally back. But I also figured out that I can can take on a full Sinister Six without them. But now I have them all back and everything's good. Yeah. And that'd be the ending. I think that reshuffling would have been good, but it didn't bother me too much. Yeah. I just think they they mainly they should have done more with a blade and a... The, the the two blade episodes are the, the the bit where it kind of like lost momentum and got super repetitive and oh, it kind God. of dragged everything else around it down with it. Yeah, because that's also like the the um conclusion of the Morbius shit as well. Yeah, and then by the time it ends, you're kind of like, Just kill me. Going with that, mm-hmm. I've actually got Blade the Vampire Hunter as my worst episode of the, of the season. Yeah, I I dig that. And I've got the Immortal Vampire as my second worst, even though there are stuff, there are some things in it that I like. I'm kind of like right there with you. I was kind of tempted to go like the other way around and have like mm. Immortal Vampire as the worst one. See, the thing is, I think Immortal Vampire there was just this fatigue of like this is the Immortal plotline. Yeah. Um, but I think the episode itself wasn't as bad and yeah. had a bit more invention to it. Yeah, it was. There was some actual character dynamics and stuff. Like we kind of pointed out in the Patreon like thing of like, the anime, where like the whole point of having a character like Blade who doesn't work well with others is to make him work with other people. Mm. They actually utilize Blade well in that one instance. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And what are you feeling for like best episode? Best episode, I think it's uh, either the Insidious Six or maybe Hydro Man. I was actually thinking, like, Hydro Man's a really good dark horse. Yeah. For the season. Um, because I you kind of, you almost, like, don't want to, because you're like, oh, it's this D-list character, and he's, he's like, an asshole, and he sucks. But he's but not then, the shittest villain in this series by a long shot. And also, he's, like, like there's proper themes in that episode, yeah. and he's actually tied into them, and that his relationship with Mary Jane uh, is, like, you know, part of the story in it. And it informs you a bit about Mary Jane's character, about Peter's character. Yeah, and it's a way to get those guys together. Yeah. There was just a lot going on in it. And it's Um, good fun as well. And it's not repetitive like a lot of these episodes are. They did different things with the fights with Hydro Man. Yeah. So I think it's that. And then both the Insidious 6 episodes, I feel like, were a lot of fun. I can't actually remember which one I liked more, but I'm pretty sure it was the first one. The first one has him, like, losing his powers. The second one has him, like... Figuring out how to beat the Sinister Six without, like, his powers, mostly. Yeah. But I feel like they were, they were both kind of insane. But I remember the first one just... It feeling like just so much happened in it. Yeah. And I was very much enjoying... I think, for me, like, the second one has, like, the Silver Main, like, stuff come in as well. It becomes, like, a Suicide Squad for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. As... I almost want to put them as one episode. Yeah. Because they're very much... Well, how about this? We could have, like, the Blade ones as, like... Like one episode, I don't care. Like the Insidious Six one episode, mm. I think that will solve a lot of our problems. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I I thought there might have been like some more disagreement of like an episode that you like thought sucked that I liked, or because there was a few like that. I remember the first uh, X Men one. That's actually like in my top three episodes, and mm. I do like that one. I remember you didn't, and I actually put the one after that is probably near the bottom. I kind of have them the other way around as well. Yeah. I think, like, for me, a top three would be Hydra Man, both Insidious 6 episodes, and then um, the second Mutant one. Mm. 
And then maybe honourable mention to the, the very last episode of the season, The Final Nightmare. I think that's a really well put together like episode of Spider-Man animated series. And then at the bottom we've got the two Blade ones. And then maybe like the first Morbius was pretty terrible. Like, I don't know if that's just Morbius fatigue though. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to think about what Morbius stuff happened in what episode because it was it's in just so many. Blended into one like gelatinous blob, of um, vampire plasma bullshit. How would you compare season two to season one? I feel like season one averaged better episodes, but this probably had higher points to it. Okay, uh, it was a bit more up and down. I I I don't know which one I prefer. I guess the first one just has stronger material to yeah. work with. You know, like it got like to have like a, a full Mysterio episode and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, whereas this kind of like went straight for the D-listers in a kind of strange way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I would say the positive for it is that with season three, I feel like there's an opportunity for, they haven't like run out of shit. You yeah, know? there's so much shit for them still to do. And I'd be happy for like um, a bunch of the characters from uh, villains from season one to come back. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And it's interesting actually you say like um, season two hit higher highs. So would you say that the best episode of the series has come in season two? Um, okay, it's higher highs in terms of enjoyment. Because I think like those Sinister Six episodes I found are a lot more fun mm-hmm. than I found anything else in the show. But I mean, in terms of like something that's like sharing being stories of based in character and that kind yeah. of thing. Like, you know, the the first season was stronger for that. But yeah, if I'm just going pure, like, gleeful enjoyment, then this like, had higher highs. You had lots of delicious cheese nightmares in this one. Oh, yeah. And I'm all for that. Yeah. That's my kind of feel as well. I think, like, for me, the Alien Costume Part 1 is still probably my favourite episode of the series thus mm. far. Yeah. But um, on the other side, like, the Blade stuff is probably my least favourite of all the Spider-Man the Anime series. There was points before, like watching that, I was like, "I've picked a terrible podcast to make." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that yeah. was the first point when I was like, "Oh, is it gonna stay at this level?" Yeah, and that would be a bummer. That'd that be would a bummer. have been a mistake. That would have been a horrible mistake. We've got so much left to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then um, it uh, picked by, up. By by the time we got to the end, I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm ready for season three, even though we are taking a break." But I'm yeah. fr- I'm free for. Yeah, uh, there's so much cool life. shit to come and I'm kind of really happy for it. But yeah, I guess in conclusion, I guess what we're saying is like, if you want actually like good cartooning, you can have like really good written, like well kind of put together episodes in the first season. Mm. Or this season is like just like a massive sugar rush, a delicious cheese nightmare. It is <laughs> like a nightmare because you can fall asleep yeah. through this. And then wake and up then in like a cold sweat. You, you wake up in season three and there's a couple of things that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But for the most part, you're okay because not really a huge amount has changed. No. The people who were in jail and the people who were in Africa and shit mm. have gone back to those places. Yeah. Uh, and no one died. Um, and yeah. a lot of the characters I think that came up probably won't come back. Yeah, like the ones who like not die but were horribly disfigured probably like won't come back and they weren't in the season one anyway. Like, the timeline's pretty much reset. Like, one, like, character is going to be really depressed for the rest of this next season. Yeah. But, like, I feel like everyone else is, like, kind of, yeah, back to, like, they, there's a big reset. It makes it sound like we're saying season two was pointless, and it's not, but... 
I'm saying that. <laughs> I it wasn't point it wasn't pointless in that like I I had a lot of fun with it and these are fucking cartoons we meant to have fun with them. Yeah. Um but yeah, you could like, skip plot, the season. plot wise, yeah, like nothing really happened. I guess Peter kind of f- fucked shit up with Mary Jane. But he kind of had at the end of season 1 for different yeah. reasons. Wait, what how did he do it at the end of season 1? He fucked, Oh yeah, cuz he like, well, the comedian fucked him over. Yeah, I guess you could just pretend she's still mad about that. Yeah, <laughs> but standing up for a date, which would have happened anyway. Yeah, that's true. The only difference is now someone she's, to blame her yeah, on. she's kind of pseudonating Harry Osborn, but you can kind of like infer that from him being just a shitty boyfriend. Yeah, and uh, seeing as this is a season of Peter Parker kind of being more of a piece of shit. Yeah, and. In general, just meeting a lot of pieces of shit. Just generally, just like... And not not even just like evil people, just, but losers. Just people who fucking suck. Yeah. Making it the loser season. Yeah. We were thinking of doing our top five losers and our top five winners. Yeah. One list is a lot easier to do than the other. Hmm. Or at least one, one list is a lot easier to fill up than yeah. the other. But I was thinking we'd go through our winners first. I'm actually glad you said that. Okay. So um, I've had, like, I've got a lot of winners here. And I might just, like, condense, like, three three of them into, like, one, like, thing. Because they have the same kind of win. Really? Yeah. Win? Because I, I basically have four winners and then one I threw in there because I needed five. I have, like, seven or eight winners. Maybe, okay, maybe I should go first. Though. Okay. Okay, I've got Tombstone. Tombstone, yeah. Tomb- Tombstone is, is my big winner because that dude comes in, he kind of kicks the shit out of Spider-Man and Lizard, fucking blows up the Mega Slayer. He takes down everyone he, he tries to fight. Yeah. And he gets involved with a lot of shit that kind of blows up in his face and he gets away scot-free and it's yeah. all good. So he kind of pieced out... You just, like, ran out of the series. And that popped black collar is the sign of a winner. Yeah. That's why I do it every day. He does. He's doing it right now. Yeah. Second up, I've got The Punisher. The Punisher. Yeah. Okay. I think The Punisher, like, rather than just being, like, this cool guy who's amazing at everything, he kind of oversteps himself a little bit. But I think the, the cool thing about it is that he goes after just spider-man he's already punching well above his weight but he actually does pretty damn well against him considering that and we see him take down fucks at the start this guy is not having much trouble with people and you can see why he has that confidence he gets his ass kicked a bit by man spider but he doesn't give up and he actually holds himself pretty well against him in the end yeah and i guess the last thing he has to do is accept help from someone which he does and so reluctantly he just he just gets better yeah. You know, he, he makes a mistake and then he gets better from it. And the mistake he did was not expecting a guy to turn into a giant spider. So I think that's something we can forgive him for. I don't think that's a really good mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also got Craven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craven is my addition to this list because I couldn't think of a fifth person. Wow. Um, really? Yeah. He's in it just because he's pretty damn effective in this. And he kind of comes in, cleans up and leaves... And yeah, that's kind fine. of his only reason for being in the list. And then I've also got Mary Jane Watson, who, if you think about it, 
she starts off this season pretty strong. She takes down Hydro Man yeah. almost by herself, manages to sort of realize that her ex is being an asshole and tell him where to go. Mm-hmm. And then she initiates this uh, relationship with Peter Parker. But then when he starts being shitty, she leaves. Yeah. Uh, and then she's on this path to finding with her father. Yeah. So she's just kind of like, she's going for it, you know? She's making, taking strides. But my top winner of the season, I think, is Deborah Whitman. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> she's my big winner for yeah. this season. Who um, kind of just is a boss bitch. She's a boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she just comes in and she, she just cleans up. She gets the fucking internship. Yeah. She survives being sort of like put in these perilous scenarios multiple times. It's like three this season. Yeah, and she she basically she gets like the most popular jock yeah. dude who I guess is the, the kind of the sexy guy in this series if yeah. we're to believe that there is sexiness exists in this show. Which it does not. Yeah. But she gets him to not just like her and not just date her, but to sort of fall in love with her head over heels yeah. and be worried about what she thinks of him. She made so, him like sensitive and caring. Yeah. She fucking saved that shit. Yeah. Like a sentient flip flop. And she turned him into, like, an actual person. And that's in every scene, right? Like, yeah. I can't think of anything she did that wasn't her winning. <laughs> Neither can I. I guess, like, being attacked by a vampire. But, but I mean, that's a recovered. pretty cool story. Yeah, same with Vulture. Like, she got to be, like, 80 years old for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, she got to appreciate her life a little bit more. Yeah, she's kind of like this stronger. But that's my winner list. Is there anything I included that you thought, why is that on that list? Um, no, I agree with everything you had on there. Actually, yeah. like, I had so many winners, that I was, I'm kind of glad you covered a lot of mine. Oh, yeah. Did you have all of mine? Oh, no, I didn't have Mary Jane, actually. Ah, okay. So, what are your ones I haven't mentioned so far? First off, we've got, I've got um, Harry Osborn. Is this a relative win? I mean, like, he's still a loser, but he, at least he gets to, like, get with Mary Jane. And nothing else bad happens to him. He gets kidnapped by the vulture. Like, briefly. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, I think in general, kidnapping isn't great. Yeah, but he survives. And he doesn't get to be, like, traumatised, like, poor um, Kurt Connor's wife. Mm. No, so I, I have him as a winner. I, I, I can understand the reasoning, yeah. but that would be... I, I guess he would be there as, like, if I had to do six choices, I'd yeah. put him in. I also have Genevieve. Genevieve, oh man, what a deep pool. Yeah. What the one who went from horrible racist bigot to, I guess, mutants are okay. She sets her like self as a mutant. She found a new society of friends where she can hang out. And she presumably slept with Gambit. Yeah, Gambit is also down here. I just have the word fucks. Gambit I don't fucks. think I don't think Gambit can ever be a winner. I think he's he's yeah. he's such a. He, I guess he is a winner, but he's one of those guys that doesn't deserve to win that you hate. Yeah, you know, um, and I don't want to call him a winner for that reason. Okay. And uh, I also think that if she slept with him, that makes her a loser <laughs> because yeah. because he didn't call her back and he she should have known better. And other women were telling her this dude is just a waste of yeah. time, and then she still did it. So. Uh, and all of that is completely made up in my head. But, head cannon. but but that's why I wouldn't yeah. have Genevieve either. And next, like it kind of like contradicts a bit of like my like declaration of Harry Osborn as a winner. Mm-hmm. But I think like having like lost his university grant and his girlfriend and survived like his debilitating mutation, Peter Parker gets to cut Harry, so he kind of comes off like kind of good. 
But he doesn't, because he doesn't even get to see Mary Jane before she disappears. Yeah. But he'll always know. Huh? No. I, I'm, I, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe not Peter Parker. I mean, fe- that's a future one. That's yeah. a future choice for season that's true. three. And also Dr. Stilwell, who is now the leading scientist in Neogenics forever. Yeah. And he's checked himself back into the insane asylum. You didn't know that. He just uh, walks away. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably like running wild in the streets. Yeah. With all like the information about neogenics in his head. Yeah, I guess he conquered his fears yeah. by blowing up his life's work. Yep. And finally, I also have Blade. Who fucks. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I Blade was one of those ones which I almost included but then I was like but he's not really cool in this and that doesn't he is... mean he didn't win <sighs> but does it I mean there's a difference between having a win and being a winner mm, well he's a winner of the season he got a win in the season mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like a a winner winner like chicken dinner exactly he's not a chicken dinner but he's like a microwave like corn meal yeah a quite disappointing one but it's one that is nutritious and fills you up are you I feel like you're forgetting how much you hate Blade. I do, I do hate Blade, but I have to be fair and say like he won that season. Is he your top one? No, Deborah Whitman's my top one. Okay, well at least we got we yeah. agree on that. She's clearly the, the winner of this season, and um, <clears throat> this one's kind of a joke one. But I also have Art May down as a winner. What does she do? Despite all logic and reason, she's alive. She should not be alive, but she's alive. She survived two kidnappings. She didn't mm. even go to the hospital this time around. Yeah, well, she thought she went to a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> she thought she went to a hospital. She's like getting kidnapped twice. She even did some like flirting. Sure, it turned out to be her old nephew, but mm. like, yeah, she got like a little bit of like a. She also flirted with Doctor Octopus. Yeah, she's had a good year. Yeah, I think she spent a lot of it just inside, and then she went outside and got kidnapped, and then but bye. But uh, if that's the case, I I'm pretty sure she's going to be a winner every season if she the conditions for her to win is just not dying. She almost managed to die in the last season. She almost died in this one. I feel like... She, she got kidnapped by a, a giant bat. Yeah, but he didn't hurt her. She was never in hospital. Are you really taking the giant bat side in this kidnapping? Yes. A hundred percent. Oh, God. Like, it was her own goddamn fault. She was like, Peter, what did you go inside? Oh, shit, a giant bat. But it's her fault for, like, walking outside of her property. Well, there was clearly, like, something going on. She's being a nosy bitch. A nosy but... bitch is her street. Yeah, if, but... If there was fucking giant bat on my street, I'd... You see the fucking side. No, I would do. go have a look. No, you see the fucking side no, of the giant bat outside your street. Ooh, I should go and investigate. No, if it was fighting someone else. If it was just outside, like, knocking on my door, I wouldn't go out. Yeah, but if it was outside, you're like, yeah, I'll leave this giant bat alone. Are you saying that if you saw a giant bat outside right now... You would be like, I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to look at it from my window. I'm not going outside. You know, that's what like... If you, what if you had worse sight? What if you were an old lady with bad sight? Then I'm just going to just sit in my living room and be old. I can't fuck around here, you know? Yeah, I guess, Last time I went I outside, I got kidnapped. I guess I'm forgetting that you hate children and old people. Despise them. Yeah. You're like, if you're old, then you have to sit on a chair and be old, and that's the only thing you're allowed yeah. to do. Maybe, like, I don't know, make your son like a coffee. Give old strangers, like, your nephew's jumper. Yeah. I feel like I've got on a track here that she yeah. is a winner of the season. Um, Just by being alive. It's weird that you can hate someone so much that you rank them a winner. Yeah. I- I'm surprised too, but I may really well this year. Uh, seeing as I went first that last time, 
do you want to do your top five losers? And okay. please tell me that there are five. There are five. Okay. Before we go to the losers, Craven was also mine because he fucks again. Jesus. <laughs> Give you one job. Yeah. Okay, but now for losers. First and foremost, we have none other than um, Kingpin. I almost had Kingpin. Why not? Because every one of his plots failed. Yeah. And a lot of them were ridiculous. Yeah. And he only went for the tablet of time just because someone else wanted it. Yeah. And then the last we saw of him, his wife left him. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sure if I can rank that as a winner. That, no, I'm saying he's a loser. Oh, shit. Yeah, I want to lose his bet now. He's, yeah, he's, he's he's a loser and he's... Uh, he's he might be he the almost, biggest loser of this he's season. A, he's almost on my list. He was kind of in between for me. But on the other hand, he got away scot-free with it. And he kind of got the tablet of time and won that and was like, I don't give a fuck, take it back. And everyone wants to work for him. And Spider-Man still doesn't know that he's worse than Fisk. And he ate some meatballs at yeah. some point. His meatball business is booming. Yeah, I mean, I don't see him... I see he's more on a loser side than a winning side, but he didn't make it to my top five because there were a fucking load of losers in this season. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like the he's like my number five one. At number four, I've got Silvermane, who is a yeah. baby. I've got Silvermane too. Yeah. We've got to remember that he was introduced in this season, initiating a gang war and then immediately getting, like, kidnapped and, like hung from a helicopter yeah. and swung around and just humiliated. He had to ask, like, two children to help him escape. Yeah, and then he got saved by, technically, the person I, he wants to eliminate. Yeah. And then his, like, own goon went yeah. and left him to go work for someone else. Yeah. He, he got went... a bear goon, though, to be fair. That is true. That is true. And, but, he, yeah, his, but his goon was terrible. Yeah, and he wouldn't have really got anywhere if it wasn't for his daughter. Yeah. And yeah, he got turned into a baby. And he has a Toltec poncho in his cupboard. He also has a pyramid which he owes a lot of money for. Yeah. So he's uh, probably crippling in debt. Uh, yeah, so not a strong show from Silverman. No. He's got a lot of bills It was pay. quite a cell phone, yeah. if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it really was. At number three... We have Herbert Landon. Yeah. Yeah, again, one, one, someone that didn't quite make it into my list. Really? Yeah. He's like ir- irreparably deformed. Um, he's a disgraced scientist. I guess he's only half deformed now. He's a bit like... Deformed is deformed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a binary thing. You're deformed, you're not well, deformed. I, well, he's not a giant slug monster anymore. Like, that's saying, like... <laughs> That's like relative, like he's not like had a bad time. Well, we have to get relative because there are that many loose. <laughs> but I do, I do. Yeah, when you think about it, yeah, he did fuck up a lot. Um, he's like lost his only like assistant. His fucking whole like project has been disgraced. He's been out as a giant like genocidal maniac. Well, I'd say to that, that, you know, the world of this TV show and our world are fine with accepting genocidal maniacs into positions of power. So I think he'll be okay. Also, I think he held his own against the X-Men and Hobgoblin and Spider-Man for two episodes. Mm. So, and that's a lot stronger than, you know, a lot of other people can. Again, still a loser, but Mm. not the strongest of losers. No. At number two, I had um, our good friend... Hydro Man. 
Also on my list. Also on your list. Yeah, so... Almost um, self-evident. He had not a lot of time to like prove himself one of the biggest losers of this TV show, mm-hmm. but he took his opportunity. In the space of 20 minutes, he managed to um, once again lose his ex-girlfriend, uh-huh. go through like several like robberies to prove his love, failed, and then got evaporated into the ether by said girlfriend. Yeah. He also has like insane powers and still managed to get his ass kicked yeah. by a person without powers yeah. and also by Spider-Man like a little bit. Yeah. Also, he's just someone who's just following a, a girl around. Yeah. Like, girl clearly doesn't want him. By the way, yeah. she says, I don't want you. Yeah. And, and yeah. think about like, not only did he not die in that accident, but he managed to survive and was given crazy powers. There was so much he could have done and he immediately started stealing shit. And stalking his ex-girlfriend. He tanked it so hard and got what he deserved. Yeah. You'd think like someone with that level of power would be like, at least like wouldn't be homeless. And also you can, by the way that episode ends, you could tell that both Peter and Mary Jane aren't even fucking thinking about it anymore. Yeah. It hasn't even had a traumatic effect on them. Yeah. Because they're like, hide your who? And the best part of that is like it rains as they kiss. And because of the way that like the episode ends, you kind of suspect that Hyderman got to watch Peter Parker make out yeah. with his girlfriend. Yeah, all the uh, eyeballs yeah. and those raindrops. Yeah. So that's my number two. And I was going to have like a joint number one, but mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about it, one lost slightly harder than the other. Uh-huh. So my number one ones were um, Michael Morbius and Adrian Toomes. Interesting. There was a big one that you didn't include that I'm surprised at, actually. But why those guys? So they both have two things in common. They both got horribly deformed mm-hmm. and got to um, be exiled from society through their own negligent scientific practices. Mm-hmm. But um, the difference between them is that um, Morbius briefly got to fuck, mm-hmm. whereas Adrian Toomes also managed to lose his company as all this was going on. Yeah. So he's like dirt poor and also now a, a spider monster. I would say that at least Toomes got to, like, defeat Spider-Man mm. and briefly have power without cost. And he got to, like, fuck over Norman Osborn and fuck with him for a while. Not really. I mean, he got to, like, kidnap him, like, three times and, like, scare the shit out of him. That must he's, be like, some, really, sort of satisfying. He's really unsettled now. Yeah. And he... I'm not saying he won, like, at the end, but, like, he, he, he got to do some shit. Also, if we're ranking those two against each other, yeah. Toomes turned into a horrible monster because of like a, this fatal error that he couldn't have possibly known that Spider-Man had like a horrible radioactive spider disease. So it's kind of like more of a, like a, I don't know if it's ironic, but it's kind of like this tragic thing for him. But why did Morbius get his powers was scientific negligence as well. Yeah, because his he experiment... had a live bat in his experiment lab. <laughs> yeah, because his, his experiment was fucking dumb. And it was also like a way to fuck over Peter Parker. Yeah, and failed. It, yeah, and it was like it's like a like you're an artist and you decide to fuck over another art student's work, and then you trip over and drink ten gallons of paint and get sent to the hospital. You know. Yeah. And he also manages to completely tank his relationship as well. And is left pining after her when she's like, look, you're not the person I liked. You're literally and, a vampire. And also, kind of is the person that she liked. She just didn't really know that he was an asshole. 
Uh, because he's an asshole at the end, but he's just an asshole about being a vampire instead of an asshole about being a human. He's an asshole with fangs. Yeah, so I think he's the bigger loser out of those two, personally. Yeah. But I can, turning into a giant spider and losing your company and then flying off into the sunset to, to never die. return, Yeah. Uh, is pretty bad too, so... And you also didn't get to fuck at any point. Yes. At least Morbius got to know love for a brief fleeting moment. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe some stuff happened behind Also, the Vulture has cancer. Does he have cancer in the... He's dying in, in, this, in the show. Yeah, he's dying in the show as well. Yeah, but I guess he had... He got to have a fuller life before he turned into a spider. And Morbius was like in his... What is he, like 18 or 20 or something? He's meant to be like, a, like a late teens, I guess. Yeah, and then he's already fucked. Yeah. For all of eternity. <laughs> That's true. But he's going to be a more. So the yeah. suffering never ends for him, actually. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, probably about joint, I'd say. Funny enough, I have Morbius as a runner-up. Really? He didn't quite make it into my top five. My runner-up, I had Shocker, because last we oh, see yeah. him, he's just like falling off a building completely naked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, like... a, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, for my list, I you know I've also got Hydra Man and Morbius is my runner up, and I've also got Silvermane. Yeah. I also have Scorpion. Yeah. Scorpion in the Sinister Six episodes. Kind of like just took him out because I'm like he just he wasn't in it a lot. Yeah. But in the Sinister Six episodes, he spends that entire time making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Again, more powerful than Spider Man, but still fucked up. Yeah. And also, he just had Doctor Octopus completely berating him that entire time and putting him down yeah and when he tried to strike back he got his ass kicked right yeah um so that didn't go too well and then he came back and then we find out like this dude has been like fucking living on the street and just like attacking news vendors because that's the level he's at yeah and then he comes back and he tries to fight spider-man who is an old man and still by the end of the fight it turns out he's the one who lost and he manages in this whole thing to lose the technology that could have saved him. So he just came back to fuck things up more. Yeah, so there wasn't that much of it, but I think there's a strong thing of, like, in between these episodes, we know this dude has been walking around the streets, you know, trying to mug people and probably tripping over his own tail. So he's he's definitely loser enough for me. I would probably say, though, like... like... For me, like as like a potential employer of a scorpion man, the fact that he broke into a mental asylum to steal back like the scientist could save him showed a lot of hustle for me. You know, I was kind of impressed. I guess he is like a hustler by nature, but yeah, still a loser. Also, I feel like it's kind of impossible for Scorpion to never make my loser list. He's just like a perennial loser. That's why yeah. I was like a runner up. Was just like. Yeah, he's just always there. It's like an honourable mention. Yeah, I mean, even like Shocker can kind of have this yeah. thing of like, well, this guy is just a guy using his own tech to do this. Matt Gargan didn't make any tech. And he got like these insane powers. He's like stronger than Spider-Man and has a bunch of his powers and also this mechanical tail and all these additions to it. And he still fucks up because he sucks that bad yeah. as a person. But also on my list, which was interesting because it sounds like he was on your list at least for a moment. Uh, I got Peter Parker on my loser list. Yeah, like, it's one of those things where I kind of... Like, he did have, like, a horrible mutation, but he did also kick it. He also, like, survived, like, a big thing. Yeah, uh, I guess, like, obviously, because of the circumstances. Yeah. You know? There's uh, some stuff out of his control. 
but he completely like tanked his relationship with Mary Jane. He had so many opportunities to play things differently. Yeah. And it wasn't that like these things ruined his relationships. It's that he was given that opportunity to save them and then he would fuck it up more. Yeah. Uh and he always made all these situations worse. And he manages to like like it's not even that. He also like has lost Felicia to Michael Morbius and then loses I mean, I guess he kind of loses Deborah to I don't think Deborah was ever into him like she, I don't she think despises De- him I don't think so but I think he had a bit of an interest in her slightly I, I don't see that okay well either way uh, he lost Mary Jane to Harry Osborn mm-hmm. who losing someone to Harry Osborn that's very embarrassing yeah also like is fucking up his photography job even though it should be like relatively easy considering he can get shots that literally no one else can get yeah uh, he's kidnapped and unmasked. He's constantly in having like these misguided fights with people who should be his allies. Yeah. He turns up at the X-Men mansion and starts like being a bit of an asshole about mutants. Oh, and he also uh, stands up Elisa. Yeah. But like, that's just another like throw in love. Like, oh, he'll miss another date with another person. Okay, so I 100% agree with you on each of those points. But what makes him a winner for me is that despite all that bullshit, Pierre still comes out ahead. Does he come out ahead? Well, like... He, he comes ahead, he comes out not a giant monster. Well, he does do that. He does not a giant monster in all senses of the word. Like, by the end of the season, like, Mary Jane is like, yeah, like, I know this is a big moment in my life and I could talk to my boyfriend, but I'm going to come to you. I feel that's a big win considering everything going on. And then he doesn't turn up. She, she, to be fair, she he turns off- up late. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. Yeah, but he turns up late. Like, yeah, but that's just that's just his personal victory. Yeah. But for all she knows, she's like, I'll give him this one last chance. He has doesn't deserve this shit, but he's one last olive branch. And then he's like, sorry. Yeah, I'll but wait. like he doesn't actually like get punished for it. Not yet. But he doesn't get punished for it in this season. But do you have to be punished to be a loser? Yes. I, I'm trying to think. Do you not know any like rich losers? Like, not no personally, but, like, are there not anyone, like... Like, Donald Trump is a loser. Yeah. But he's also he's the, president. the president and, you know, has a lot of wealth and stuff. And he's a cult following. And... Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's a winner. That's a difficult one. Like, I don't think he's, like, an outright loser. But I don't think he's a winner either. I feel like Peter, like, he goes through, like, the biggest challenge of his life. He loses his powers gets unmasked, but he comes out of it okay. He has all these weird challenges that, like, no man should be able to, like, overcome, but he overcomes every one of them. I think he overcomes He fights it. the X-Men and still ends up being like, oh yeah, like, we're pals now, guys. So I, th- I think he overcomes it in a sense that he has such short-term memory yeah. and is so stupid. He can't be existentially, like, have his soul shattered by the experience of turning to a giant monster. Mm-hmm. and having all this awful shit happen for so long. That's resilience, if you think about it. I I feel like so- someone who ha- that happens to is someone who, like, I don't know, he's like Mr. Magoo through this, like, series of events. I don't disagree with you, but Mr. Magoo is, like, objectively a winner. Yeah, I, re- I, I like, regretted saying it afterwards because Mr. Magoo is a winner. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I... What another thing for it would be, 
Because he's like Homer Simpson. He's Homer Simpson. This is like the Frank Grimes episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, he's just walking shit. around life, like doing stupid shit and just... The, the universe rewards him for it. He hasn't really been rewarded. He has had some bullshit this season, I guess. But like... I tell you what, the first half of the season, I liked him a lot more because he was kind of like having bullshit thrown in his way and then he was kind of like being really sardonic about it. And then the rest of the season, he was just kind of being a bit whiny. Yeah. And being a bit of a dick. I'm pretty sure as well he survived a murder investigation. Or like a kidnapping investigation. Because they're like, he's like a suspect in like the Morbius thing as well. Oh, right. And he kind of like gets cleared of that. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not fired as well. Yeah. I think this is a diff- the difference in philosophy that I, I don't think. Yeah. Being a loser all your life and then getting away with it makes you a winner. Like doing like a ton of shitty things and like having the worst year of your life and then coming out of it like pretty much okay. In fact, probably better than you were before. Is yeah, but I don't think you can count that as a loss. I think he's just like on his way to becoming this like fucking hustler, but like this, he's like a scam artist. He's scamming his way through he's life. Grift, he's grifting. He's he's, he's grifting. That's the yeah. word. He's he's on his way to becoming like fucking Matt Garkin. Oh, that's that's that's, a, that's harsh, you know. Yeah, like Peter has a home. Uh, he does now. <laughs> he also doesn't have a tail. Well, there's a lot to come in this show, so who knows. But my final pick for this uh, list is another one you didn't mention. I've got Hammerhead here. Hammerhead. Hammerhead turns up, kind of gets his ass kicked, and misses Spider-Man when he's perfectly still. Yeah. He tries to... He kidnaps Elisa and then ends up like getting his ass kicked somehow. Yeah. Um, he basically comes into Kingpin, like, threatening him, and ends up, like, begging him for forgiveness so that he can work for him. Yeah. And probably isn't getting paid. And he also, like, is introduced, like, begging Silvermane for forgiveness because he failed. He's just, literally, everything he's done is being failure and then begging people to, like, keep him on the work while they threaten to kill him if he does any better. He has, like, no self-respect whatsoever. But at the end there, he does get the time tablet. Yeah, but then he just, he gets it back and his boss is like, I don't give a shit, get rid of it. So he gets rid of it and gives it to, like, Adrian Toomes. Like, it turned out to be a, a loss. That, how was that a win? It's a loss for Adrian Toomes, but, like, in terms of his actual job, like, he finished it. He's like a cockroach. Like, well, he big, got to clock out. Yeah, he finished his day, you know? I, I, I'm not saying he's a winner, for sure, but I don't think he's, like, the biggest loser of the season. He or, managed like, to finish his job in a way that pissed off the kingpin still. Kingpin was like, get the fuck out of my face. But he finished the job. With his boss hating him. And the other one now probably wants him killed. But he finished the job. I Again, I I don't think not dying makes you a winner. I don't think he's a winner by a long shot. But I don't think yeah. he's a massive loser. Yeah. I'm glad at least we had some differences on our list. Yeah. No, that was... Um, it's been a, there's one thing that's for sure is that it's been a real season of losers. Yeah. How amazing would it be if we have a winner season? It would be amazing, but I don't... Well, it depends what comes along this season, because I yeah, feel like... who knows? Who knows? I know Spider-Man's going to be in it, but I don't really know much beyond that. Yeah, I know Spider-Man's going to be in it, and I know it will be serialised, and uh, probably animated too. I wouldn't count the animated bit, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and um, until we jump into season three, 
we'll be taking a break, but we will be posting stuff in the meantime. Yeah. We will also be throwing out some other random bonus episodes. And of course, we will still be putting stuff up on our Patreon. Oh, yes. So if anyone wants to join us on there for a small fee, you can support us and get a few bonus episodes along the way. So check us out there. And of course, all the social media, which all of that stuff will be in the description below. Absolutely. But yeah, apart from that, we're pretty much done with season two, Electric Boogaloo, which is the unofficial title of this season. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with season three. We'll find out what happened to Mary Jane. And remember, a broken man spider clock is right twice a day. Good night, folks. We'll see you for season three. See you later, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs>